Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! I love you. I love you. I love you. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things podcast. This is the fourth episode, man. The fourth episode. Yeah, it's exciting. Kind times. of the fifth because our third was a two-parter. It ran a little long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we so gotta we gotta give you everything we gotta give you, and I don't know what Tom's gonna talk about. He doesn't know what I'm gonna talk about, and we gotta separate that shit up so you don't have a two-hour episode. Word. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So we are really excited about doing this podcast, and we're just we're feeling really good about it, and. We're excited to record it, and we're excited about the feedback we're getting, and we would love it if, when you're listening, you get a topic idea for either of us. It, it doesn't even have to be in the realm of something that we've done, but it, right. you know, if you It'd just It'd be cooler if think, it was, though. Like, oh, you guys should talk about this. Tom and Narnia would sound really great, or they would really give a good description of whatever. Email us. Yeah. At we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. We drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. You can send us feedback. You can tell us you hate us. You can tell us you love us. I hope you don't tell us you hate us. You can give us suggestions, whatever you want to give us. We we would love for yeah, you to absolutely. utilize that Gmail. Yeah, man. Use the use the Gmail. Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We recently just started the next season of Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah, I got on some new shows. Oh my god. Shit is lit. No spoilers, but y'all should watch it. It's I don't so know good. if you guys watch that, but we are... Yeah, we're in it. It's so we're good. We're in it. Yeah. We started it a little bit behind and then got totally caught up, and now we're one of those one of those watchers where we have to wait for the next episode. Yeah. We're one Sad of those, life, yeah. yeah. Just like, hopefully you guys will get one day where you listen to our podcast Blech. and you're like, where's the new episode? Next week. Yeah. You gotta wait a week. Gotta give it a minute. We also started the next season of 13 Reasons Why. Yep. How are you sh- feeling about it? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, it's interesting. It's intriguing. I just feel like they're just kind of building off the this hype of the first season. But Well, what else would they do? I don't know. That's just how I feel. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just that. I just I yeah, I just I don't know. I think we should just, okay, just get into it. Yeah. Okay. Also, sometimes we drink and we biff things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're listening and you know that we you were like, that is not right. What they just said is that was not right. Let uh, us know, yeah. Email us, tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us, we have it all. If you look it up, you'll find us. Our face is probably there. Our face. We don't have one face. Our faces are there. Just find us and just let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you guys liked the two-parter, even though we had to split it up. I had a lot to tell, and Tom had a lot to tell, so we felt like it was better to split it up into two episodes. And that might happen sometimes. Yeah. So now, even though you've ended on Tom's voice, if you have, in fact, listened to all the episodes... We're going to continue on with Tom's voice, because he's going to start. I just, I dabbed. Yeah. Did I do it? You did really good, but... Am I dabbing well? You're dabbing really well. Tom's going to dab into the next episode. All right. No? Yeah, no, that was great. That was really good. What are we drinking? 
Same shit we always drink, I think. Is it? The same yeah, shit, yeah. It it's is. Franzia. It's Franzia. In a box. In a box. What's up? Well, I'm mad about it. No. So, just to get into it, today... So, last couple of times we've talked about kind of aliens and things like this, so I wanted to switch it up. We are going to be talking about some wild accounts of time travel. Ooh. Personal, people that people that have testimonials about their own personal uh, perceptions of time travel. So, you're just going to be retelling episodes of Dr. Who. It, this is actually just season Wait, three. Wait, I would of... actually be more excited if you were retelling episodes of Quantum Leap. Yeah, one of these comes from Quantum Leap, actually. <gasps> I'm just kidding. I made that Damn up. Damn it. Okay, so to get into it, there is this dude, and his story I wanted to tell first because I thought it was kind of it was kind of funny. So he is this attorney from Seattle. His name is Andrew Basiago. Okay. And he said that when he was a kid, him and his him says like this other guy named William Stillings were chrononauts. And they were involved in a super secret government time travel program called Project Pegasus. So the pur- the purpose of the program was to protect Earth from the threats of space, to establish territorial sovereignty over Mars, and to acclimate Martian humanoids and animals to our presence. So the best part about Basiago's and Stilling's claim is that they had another guy that was time traveling along with them, and it was none other than a 19-year-old Barack Obama, who went by the name what? Yeah Barack, like the, president. the president. Yeah, who was going by an alien, another name of Bobby or Barry Satiro. So in 1980, the three men, being Basiago Stillings and young Barack Obama, <laughs> uh, which is it's just interesting. And seven other young people from their Mars training class at California's College of the Siskius, uh, which mm-hmm. is a real institution. I'm not familiar with it. The spelling of it's fucking crazy. They traveled to Mars via top secret teleportation. Via? Via. You mean via? Yeah, via. Uh, I mean via. <clears throat> a top secret teleportation jump room. Modeled on technical papers found in Nikola Tesla's apartment after his death. Um, Tesla's? Not Tesla like oh, Elon okay. Musk's Tesla, but Nikola Tesla. <laughs> sure. Uh, they jumped through a field. But you're of talking radi- about time travel, so right? How do we really know? Yeah, he Nikola Tesla and uh, Elon Musk could be the same guy for all we know. They jumped through a field of radiant. That's where he got the name. Yeah. Right. For Tesla. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they jumped through a field of radiant energy into a tunnel, and when the tunnel closed, they found themselves on Mars. In an episode of Lost. In an episode of Lost. So somebody at some point asked the White House about this, and the White, <laughs> House, the White House officially denied that Obama has ever been to Mars uh, <laughs> outside of watching Marvin the Martian. <laughs> yeah. So, Who would ask that, like, for real? Some, somebody just trying to be silly. So this dude is also running for president... In 2020, on the platform that he is going to expose the truth about time travel and Wait, our missions to Mars. In 2020. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're interested on his positions, you can visit him <laughs> at andy2020.net is where you can find his website. So yeah. Wow. That is that is the first wow. kind of story of time travel claims. Our guy went to Mars and traveled through time with Barack Obama. Good thing he's not going to have to run against Obama. Good thing. Obama might be vice. Who knows? Uh, 
So, this next one, I they was... planned it all out. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fine. You're He's actually the guy who... Yeah. Anybody will believe anything after Trump was president. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> okay. The next one is kind of interesting and is kind of like an internet phenomenon. In 2000, posts began appearing on the internet from somebody uh, who was claiming to be an American soldier named John Titor, or Titor, from the year 2036. His screen name was time travel underscore zero. Clever. Yeah. So he was he was actually like flooding like a conspiracy website is where it started, but it got a lot of acclaim. He was on his way back to the year nineteen seventy five using a time travel device installed on a Chevy Suburban from nineteen eighty seven. He was going back in time was to the DeLorean. That that was one of the things that people contested when like Talking about this, like, oh, they put a fucking time travel device in the car? Oh, oh likely. Did he, did he gun it to 88? Yeah. It was actually only 87 because that was the year of the car. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> come on! So he's going back in time to get his hands on an old school computer. An called... almanac? Yes. Oh, sorry, that's... I'm it's just an going, almanac. I'm going it's full. It's a paper... I was going full Back to the Future. There were no books. Uh, where we're going, we don't need books. Ooh, okay. Hey. So he was trying to get his hands on this old old school computer because... There had been a computer virus that had like kind of destroyed civilization in a way. This computer was called an IBM fifty one hundred, and they likened <laughs> this to like uh, similar to Y two K, but they called it the two thousand thirty eight problem. <laughs> so, Titor or Titor hinted at, oh, the world is just beset with conflicts. There's a civil war in twenty thirty six. By t- by twenty thirty six, all okay. of this will have come to pass. Uh, it based on his perspective. So there's been civil war that split America into like five or six different regions. So that's only 18 years from now. We don't have far to go, right? That's scary. There were nuclear bombings on the U.S. by Russia, mm. uh, and a, like a brief World War Three also happens. Okay. So in 2001, all of his posts stop, but people are still kind of following it for a while, and somebody compiled all of his posts and published a book. And Whoa. the book is no longer in print, but you can buy a copy on like a nice, like, you know, like a website specialized in fringe books. Uh, and it only costs $1,700. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? For, for, for new, it's, and you can get them a little, a little cheaper, but so. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Why is it so expensive? And just because it's, I guess it's just out of print and I don't know. That was one of the things I thought was Because he like, he went back in time and. And made it. There are a lot, like, there are a lot of people that believe in this dude, and he had detailed, like, elaborations on his time travel technology that he posted on the internet in these posts, and all these answers to questions that people would have, and he posited that there is no paradoxes. Like, you know, like in Back to the Future, you do this, and that happens, something, you could undo the universe. He posits that every quantum... Leap? ...opportunity... Spawns a new world, so his that's actions. That's like quantum leap. Yeah, so like his actions in our world don't have an effect. That is, that's like that is literally like quantum leap. Did you ever watch? Did you uh-huh. ever? Watch, you always so you never watched yeah, the show. No. He would like, uh, like end up in a new body in a different world, and he would he would have to fix it. Oh, cool. In that person, and then once he fixed it, once he fixed whatever the problem was, he was able to leave that body, and he was continuously trying to get back to his own body. Uh, so it's like, kind of exactly what that guy's saying. Like, it's not like Back to the Future where like. If you change something, it affects everything. It's when you go and you change something and it 
maybe fixes everything. Yeah. Just like in Quantum Leap. Yeah, and so maybe we're just in an episode of Quantum Leap because it kind of sounds like this. So he says that he was from Tampa, Florida, and they sent him back to 1975. Yeah, so he actually came to the year 2000 strictly for personal reasons. And then he was, while I'm, which he doesn't Wait, ever did... elaborate why he, what his personal reasons were, but he would have been alive, his younger And self. when was he born? Uh, or when was he, when did he... I can't speak to that, but he would have been a little baby boy. And so he said that civil rest between the United States between 2004 and 2008, there would be a full-blown civil war by 2015. So obviously there better not be paradoxes because it never happened in our world. But there's a possibility that like... Or if it's in the quantum world, he went to 2015 and he made it to where we didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he did like a quantum leap, then then we wouldn't have had it. Yeah. So I thought that one was interesting because it was kind of like just like all on the internet and he was not really interested in much else than like, I guess, well, he could have just been some brilliant dude shit posting like a dystopian future, you know, fan fiction or whatever, but uh, who knows? I thought that one was really interesting. Yeah, I do too. The next one follows this guy whose name was Oaken Nordvist. Nordvist? I listened to his name like five times on YouTube and I still think I'm... I'm, pronoun- I'm pronouncing it wrong. So he came home and he found there was like a little mini, like a flood in his kitchen. And he figures one of his just pipes. Just from work? He just came home from work? He just came home, come inside, there's a leak in the kitchen. He's like, fuck, my pipes are, something's wrong with my pipes. He goes and gets his tools and he climbs under the sink. And he finds that he can't reach the the this, pipe. I feel like this is going to be like a Narnia situation. It's exactly that. You stole a, you just stole one of my punchlines. Well, lines. I'm allowed to guess. You stole one of my punchlines. I'm allowed to guess. So he keeps crawling through and deeper into this cabinet. Into the Oh, to get to try to find the pipe. And he keeps going and it keeps going and it he, keeps it's going. It's literally a Narnia. Yeah. Literally a Narnia. It was a huge punch. You just took out like half of my dialogue. Just no, now. you're allowed to still say it. No, now, now I've addressed it too much. It'd be weird. I'm just guessing. I'm allowed to guess. I'm not looking at your notes, so I don't know what you're going to so say. So he, he himself said, I had to crawl inside the cabinet and as I did so, I discovered that it just continued. So he kept crawling and crawling into the cabinet until he saw a light, and when he got there, he could stand up, and he realized that he was in the future. He realized he was in the future because he met his 72-year-old self. So to his surprise, this this older... out of his own cabinet into his own cabinet to meet his old self? Seemingly. (gasps) Ooh, that's... Cool. And his old self was waiting. So and really, his old self was waiting there for so him. So that's not really Narnia. That's like Back to the Future without the Delorean. It's like a wormhole or something. Yeah, Back to the a Future. A Narnia hole. Mm-hmm. So the older Nordvis... Gets sucked through a pipe. N- yeah. <laughs> so the older Nordvis knew things that only the younger one could have known. Like, they knew intimate details of their childhood, where they had hidden certain things, this kind of stuff. Yeah. They also both had a forearm tattoo... That was identical. And the older guys was Love faded. to know what that was. Uh, it's like, I actually watched the video. Oh, you know what it is? It's uh, like it's like a tribal piece on their forearm. Oh. So he was like, no one's going to believe me. But he had his mobile phone on him. So he took a recording of the two of them. His mobile phone. They're like outside and it's a recording of the two of them. And it's actually what? really... Really, it's just like you can find this, you can watch this. Yeah, I'm. I was. I'm gonna try. I'm, no fingers crossed. Like no promises. I'm gonna try to post it on our website, yeah. which is we drink and we know things.com. 
what's up? Yeah, uh, we should try to post it on there for sure. And so it was really interesting because they look like the same dude. They have this tattoo. One is just old. And, like, it could certainly be his dad, which would explain, like, they could have, like, you know, the same tattoo and look very similar. But it's... I thought I personally but, thought it was interesting. But what was the time s- difference, like, between... Well... He was in nine. He was in what? Two thousand and six, and went out and came out in two thousand forty-two. Right. So encounter a seventy-two-year-old. So there wasn't anything in the two thousand forty-two version that looked like he would be in two thousand forty-two. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't speak to that. So no, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That could. That would be. I'm only like I'm just being the person who would raise questions. So like, sure. Yeah, it's a great question. If you go to twenty-four, like, is there not? Could he not like have like? put the camera up to the sky and then like, see, look at these flying cars. Yeah, yeah, and there is a certain element to that that you would think, like, of all the things you could record on your phone, why would... It wouldn't just be, time, like, a tattoo. Well, no, it's the two of them having a moment and talking together. and Right, but... And they're outside and this and that. So, I, obviously, I think the thing that a lot of people would think about is, like, well... What, what, else, what else did you see? For me, see? if but, you... Yeah, if you're telling me you traveled to 24... 42. Mm-hmm. Give me something that we don't have in the year that you traveled from. So, sure. like, if you, you know, if you traveled from 2005, 2006, 2007, if you're in 2042, show me some shit that we don't have. Yeah. You know, like, give me something to believe in. Don't just show me, like, your doppelganger with the same tattoo. Give me something that's going to show me that you're in an, a different year. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and, not saying and, that I don't... You know, that's just, it's just one of those stories, you know. It's just... Because I'm not saying I don't believe in time travel. I actually feel like I do. Because I've seen a Back lot to of that... Future a lot a, of times. A lot of that goes into... Yeah, I have seen Back to the Future a lot of times. And Marty McFly is no joke. But there's a lot that goes back into, like, ghost story type historical things and stuff like that that I'm really into where... I don't know. I don't rule out time travel. Yeah. Cool. I just ask questions. Yeah, no, I'm with it. So, the next one, this one I thought was kind of funny and probably one of the least believable of the ones that I that I came across. Just that's a good preface, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows Father Pellegrino Ernetti, who was a Benedictine monk and was a well-known authority on archaic music. He also claimed to have co-invented as a part of a team that included a Nobel Prize-winning phys- physicist Enrico Fermi, and German rocket scientist Werner von Braun, Jeez. they created the chronovisor. <laughs> what did the that? chronovisor. So I came up playing a lot of like RPGs and stuff, and immediately chrono comes out to me because of chrono cross and chrono trigger. So I know this is about time. Uh, and the visor. The visor. A visor. Uh, this is a device that looked like a television, but could tune into events from the past. Hmm. According to Ornetti and his squad of creators, he had watched The Last Supper and Christ's Crucifixion. The squad then of their own volition dismantled the device because in the wrong hands it could possibly create the most fearsome dictatorship the world has ever known. So it's Thanos' glove. It's Thanos' glove. Except it's just like you can it's watch all of the infinity stones on in yeah. one all place. compiled. Yeah, I don't feel so good. Um, what? Oh, that was a low key Infinity War reference. A low key a Infinity low key Infinity War. Get it low key. Yeah, that's a good one, baby. Oh, fuck off. 
Ernetti later produced a picture of Christ on the cross, reportedly photographed through the chronovisor. But this picture was very similar to a known carving by somebody named Colo Valera, and he was forced to come clean and admit that the picture was a fake, but he held fast to the fact that the chronovisor was real. So while he didn't travel through time, he claims to have created, had a hand in creating something that had the ability to portray images from the past. Which okay. I, and I just think... And then, like, it we don't like, know what happened to it. We don't know where it ended up. Well, after you come out with a fake picture and you've talked about making something that's real, who's going to believe you even if it was real? Like, right. My man came through with a fake picture claiming it was from this real device that they had deconstructed. He kind of he kind of made his own bet on that. I mean, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Like, mm-hmm. So now we're talking about the last one. This is the last one I have. This one's interesting. And I wasn't aware that this person believed themselves to be from another time. Okay. But this person I have heard of. Ooh. So, forgive the pronunciation, and if anybody knows it, or anybody is uh, Ukrainian, let me know. Uh, we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. Bang. That's another plug. You can also holler at us on our website in the comments section on this podcast. Or at Facebook. We drink and we know things.com. Or Facebook, or Twitter, or Instagram. You know what I'm saying. You can find us. So, her name is Valeria Likinova. Sure. And she's been called the real-life Barbie. Have you seen this chick? The one who like yeah, made yeah. herself. Yeah. She's got. She's like oh, removed yeah. shit from her body oh, to make yeah. herself look skinny, and she. Ew. Yeah. What? How does this come into play? So what's really interesting is that like the first thing you would go to would be like vanity and like how she tries to look like Barbie. Well, yeah, that's exactly. That's all she is. She's so when you she, consider yourself the real life Barbie and you fucking mutilate your body to look like her, how else would you go to? She claims... Where else would you go to? Yeah, right? She claims she's really an alien time traveler. Oh, my God. Come to the Earth to save the world from being superficial. No. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. Oh, no. Yeah. She says her spiritual name is Amatu, and she became famous in 2012 with her 20-minute video Space Barbie, in which she said she is here to help us move from the role of human consumer... To the role of human demigod, which is really interesting because she kind of marks herself off of a like a toy, which is consumer-based capitalism. Literally, the whole thing, yeah. Ooh. So she said she started seeing spirits from other dimensions when she was twelve and thirteen, and developed the ability to travel outside of her body to other planets and universes. She communicates with these otherworldly beings in the language of the light, and also she spends a titload of money. On plastic The language surgery. of the light is just like a tanning bed. It's just literally a tanning salon. No, I, I say that, but I, I know what she looks like, and she's pale as fuck because she looks like Barbie, because... Yeah, yeah it's, she's a crazy... Well, we'll also try to post some pictures of some of these people and stuff. But, like, you can't... You cannot have plastic surgery to remove parts of your body and not eat and make yourself look fucking weird as fuck yeah. to look like Barbie... And then claim some of that stuff that she's claiming. It's pretty, like you, it's pretty you, incredible. You, you used our universe's equipment and utensils yeah. and privileges to make yourself look that way. If you were here to do that, why would you not to have turn just, us all into demigods? Why would you not have just been beamed down like that? Yeah, and that one I was almost gonna talk about a different one wherein these two chicks. No, but I've heard about that girl and I didn't know that that she claims to be a time traveler. Yeah. That's... I was gonna, in the place of that, talk about these two chicks who were in France, and they're both university teachers, 
and they time traveled into the, like the 17th century and see like chaos and anarchy from this French Revolution or whatever. But I I ended up talking about this instead because I was like, oh, people know about her and she thinks. Well, at least name drop that other alien. one in case anyone wants to look it up. Yeah, I would if I had more information. Oh, you don't on know? It. Yeah, oh, they they claim to have seen like Marie Antoinette like right before her death and Ooh, so all this kind of stuff. So Google that shit if you want. Yeah, to Yeah, it's pretty it interesting. Out. Yeah, they later wrote a book about it called uh, the Adventure. But that's the Avengers. We drink and we know some things. The Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah, no. it's all part two is going to talk about Marie Antoinette <laughs> and Thanos. It's going to be nice. Marie Antoinette was literally a part of the Avengers. <laughs> she just threw cake at everybody. That's all she did. <laughs> So that wraps up what I was going to talk about in regards to wild accounts of time travel. That was really And some of those interesting. are interesting and some of those are kind of silly, but I No, think... but yeah, no, I actually found all of them very like, wait, what? Except for the last one because that bitch is just oh. crazy and oh. Yeah. No, that No, she she obviously has some some stuff going on, yeah. I mean, if you look at just Google her or no, we're going to try to post pictures of her. Just go to our website and we'll Go to our website, we'll post yeah, pictures. It's going to be great. Of all of these people, or whatever we can, without getting, you know, sued. Or maybe and, even if we do get sued. Or maybe we'll just get sued. And then you'll definitely have to contribute to the Patreon. Yeah, so are you ready, Ben? Yeah. So, the first two episodes I did were, like, wacky lists. Right. And then a murder. Mm-hmm. A sav- just, just to mention, that was a, that was yeah, a savage I know. It wasn't, murder. I know, it wasn't just like a... It wasn't Wait. the run of the mill. No. So this week, I'm moving on to something that checks the creepy slash haunted box. Okay. Okay. I also think this story is very fitting for our podcast. Okay. 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 I also think this story is very fitting for our podcast. Okay. What do we drink, Tom? We drink wine. Mm hmm. Right. What do we drink it out of? A box. What do you we think? drink boxed wine. What do you think this story is about? Now I feel like it's about boxed wine. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's actually about a fucking haunted wine cabinet. But it's also known as a Dybbuk box. A Dybbuk box? The Dybbuk box. Oh. So it very plays into us drinking wine and boxed wine and a box and whatever, you know? Yeah, okay, so I'm in. I thought I would just go that full that full route, you know? Let's do it. Let's get it. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> Andrea, just as just as a quick aside, Andrea is having a monster of a time getting comfortable right now. Well, I'm trying to read from the laptop She's because I didn't get place, my first man. few things printed out and it was annoying. She threw a gallon of wine all over the counter a second ago too. I mean I threw a divic of no. It was a dibbic of wine. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, because you don't even know what that means yet. I don't. It sounds very okay. ominous. The dibbic box. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of this? I've, I've never heard the word dibbic in, no? in my whole life. Oh, yay. Okay, I just felt it was so fitting. I've heard, I've seen things about this. I've listened to podcasts. I've seen shows, and I'm just... So, I you're just, familiar with a dibbic? Yes. Okay. A dibbic box. A dibbic box. Okay. Because to me, like, the Dybbuk sounds like a little monster. Well, you're not that far off. The Dybbuk box is spelled more than one way. It could be spelled D-Y-B-B-U-K or D-I-B-B-U-K. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then in the Hebrew language, it's something that I could not even begin to pronounce. So the Dybbuk box is a wine cabinet. 
that is said to be haunted by a Dybbuk. A Dybbuk. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. I've watched some stuff on it and I've seen stuff on it. So if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. But I think it's pronounced Dybbuk Fox. And if you do know the, per- the correct pronunciation, feel free to email us uh, at wedrinkandweknowthingspodcast at gmail.com. With a fucking vocal... Yeah, don't just send us the no, fucking... I'm just kidding. Yeah, you gotta give us the, the yeah, vocal give isolated... Us the phonetic... The phonetic written pronunciation. Out. No, I think I'm saying it right. I've seen a lot on this, but who knows. So a Dybbuk is a restless, usually malicious spirit believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living. Mmm, the very foul creature. So, we understand what a Dybbuk is. And we know that we have so this wine box that is called a Dybbuk box. Okay. So I'm gonna put two and I'm gonna put two and two together. So this little guy living in the little guy living in the wine. So you cellar. think maybe this box is this wine box maybe not might not be the nicest box in the Might not ever, be the nicest, right? yeah. Yeah. Might be a scary box. What's in the box? So, where did this box come from? Somewhere not nice. Havela, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Havela acquired the box in Spain before her immigration to America. Okay. She kept the box hidden away safely in her sewing cabinet for the rest of her life. So she didn't let nobody see it. She was a survivor of the Holocaust. Oh, Jesus. In German-occupied Poland. Okay, she had escaped to Spain, and that's where she purchased this box. So she was a fucking Holocaust survivor. She escaped to Spain, and she purchased this wine box. And we don't know why she purchased it. Well, who cares? Right. Maybe she fucking loved wine. She's like, that's she's a in fucking... Spain. It's a nice box. Yeah, Doesn't, right. You're going to drink wine. And then Spain. so she takes it with her from Spain so to America. So she purchased it there before her immigration to the United States. So this is in like the f- late 40s, early 50s? Yeah, so <laughs> she eventually passed away, and her daughter had an estate sale to sell off you know, I guess what fucking nobody else wanted. Which, if it's me, I'm like, give me everything. Yeah. My and fucking it, grandma was a part of the fucking, part of an immigration from the Nazis. And right. she's got all the, I would want everything. I am like, that's me. That's who I yeah. am. No, I'm a fucking, like, no, no, no. But where did that come from? But let me see that. But it's that might be worth my, money. Our house I is want, full of that stuff. I love trinkets. Yeah, I love trinkets. You do love, I love, I love good, the, you do love I the love trinkets. I love a good trinket. <laughs> <laughs> so, in comes Kevin Manis. Oh, okay. Fu- I don't trust anybody with the last name no, Manis. No, it's okay. This guy is not bad. Okay. I don't know. He's the not, only. I will say he might have. He might have been good I'm in this story. Ahead, he was bad outside. I'm gonna go ahead and warn you that Manis. the only bad thing in this story is the Dybbuk. Dybbuk box. The Dybbuk box. Mm-hmm. Ah. Which is just a wine box. A wine box, but it's a Dybbuk box. But okay. it's a Dybbuk box. Sure. Well, it, I'll t- yeah. So Kevin is an antiques collector, he's a small business owner, and he goes and he attends this fucking estate sale. Okay. Because why wouldn't he? He's right. kind of obviously trying to find some fucking good shit to sale. Sure. Sell. Sale. Make, to sale. To sale. Hey, <laughs> hey, is that shit for sale? He's trying to find some good shit to make <laughs> some money off of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He buys it. Okay. And there's so much that happens after Kevin buys this. And I'm going to tell you what goes down I'm literally from his own words. Okay. Because him and I have been emailing. Y'all linked up. We're, we've been emailing. We've been AIMing. We're best friends. We've literally. And by AIMing, you mean AOL yeah, instant Yeah, he's like K-Manus okay. 
Add Divic Dingus. Uh, 69, 69. But no. <laughs> no, that's, that's not real. That's not real. But the reason I know this is because this box began... Began... God damn it. Began... The reason I know this is because this box gained notoriety when it was auctioned. Notoriety. What did I say? Notoriety. That's not right. It's pretty close. Fuck. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm from Kentucky and I live in Kentucky and I say. I'll tell you what. He has notoriety right here. And I, <laughs> and I say things from Kentucky, but then my husband is like, "That's not how it's pronounced." You're missing a couple of T's there. What is it? Notoriety. And I said notoriety. Notoriety. You're just missing a couple of T's. I think notoriety sounds good too. It's like anyway. The, <laughs> <laughs> the That's box roast game. Right there. <laughs> nor <laughs> notoriety. Notoriety. <laughs> Notor notoriety. Naruto. Why can I not say it? The box game. Notoriety. The box game notoriety. Just say it in an English accent. I got it. The box gang notoriety. Oh, that is a box gang notoriety. Yeah, got it. The box gang notoriety. There it is. When it was auctioned on eBay with a horror story written by Kevin Mantis. Wait, so he posted the thing on eBay with like just the horrible testimonial as the sales point. Mm-hmm. Oh, come so on. So Kevin Mantis is the guy who went to this estate yeah, sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought the Dybbuk box. He got the Dybbuk box. Who, which he's buying a wine box. Right, for, he yeah. doesn't even know what it's called. A, he doesn't know there's a Dybbuk box. He, thinks he doesn't it's even Dybbuk know free. it's called a Dybbuk box. He's buying a wine box. That's all he's got. But are there other Dybbuk boxes? I'm curious. Wait, wait, wait. I got it all. Because okay. did I not just say I have it all in his own words? Right. Because I have it all in... In, in this and them. Because I have it all in his own words. <laughs> Our guy Kevin bought this fucking box. Yes. Doesn't know what the fuck he has. And... Starts experiencing weird fucking shit after he buys this box, okay? Uh, okay? Okay. And so, next thing we know, which is what I'm about to read you. So, that's, that'll be the next thing we know. Hmm? <laughs> what? So, he said the next thing we know, and then I said, so the next thing we know. Yes, the next thing we know <laughs> is that he's over it, and he's trying to sell this fucking box on eBay. Right. Too many things have happened. He's no, no, no. Things. But the crazy thing is, this is one of those horror stories. One of those, one of these stories where it's a an item that is potentially possessed or has an entity attached to it. And this guy goes to eBay, yeah, to try to get rid of it. Yeah. So we have his entire post, and it's so intriguing. And I'm gonna. I'm excited. Yeah, that's interesting. Now. I'm ready. I like this. I like I like the where the horror and possibilities can bleed into the social media and the internet now. And I know that it might be stupid of me to be like, I don't believe in conspiracies and then be like, but But I'm also a little but bit I'm of a skeptic when it comes to like ghost stories. No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's funny that you believe more in conspiracy than I believe more in like ghost yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or I totally believe that items can be uh have attachments to them and be haunted and literally a couple weeks ago me and my one of my best friends sue hey sue we went and like got this whole 
like lot of stuff from this woman for whatever 60 bucks and there was this cool weird old uh bathroom you know what I'm talking about because it's upstairs in our hallway it's this old bathroom mm-hmm. um oh cat, yeah. yeah 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 this thing's cool yeah it's a bathroom what oh, I mean, cabinet a type thing it's cabinet, that little like the innard like, of a like the yeah. innards of a no, cabinet no i think that's how it used to be it used to just be like that whole i don't know it's got all these little slots and shelves and yeah. and, and places to put whatever and it's, cute. it's like this pale pink and it's white it's so 1920s and the only thing i'm like fuck yes i want this and i brought it home and the only thing i've been able to think of since we brought it home was like god damn it i hope this isn't fucking doesn't have an attachment to it. That's all I've been able to think about. Did you bring a Dybbuk shelf to our Don't. house? Did I just it's do a, it? Don't make it hear us. Shh. Oh, God! <laughs> Don't. Don't let it hear us. Okay, I've got a lot to go, and we've been talking for a while. Okay. All right. I'm going to get into his eBay listing, because it's ready. crazy. I'm very And ready. if I was... You know eBay. We all know eBay. If you were about to read this, this is crazy. I honestly haven't shopped on eBay since Amazon, but I understand <laughs> Whatever. that. Whatever. All of the events that I'm about to set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of hospital records and sworn affidavits that I am including as part of the sale cabinet. Whoa. That's our intro, okay? During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at this sale were from the estate of a woman who passed away at the age of 103. So that's the uh, woman girl. who owned the debate box. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. It's horrible. One of the worst things that's ever happened. It gets even worse. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, her brothers, a sister, her husband, and her two sons and a daughter were all killed. Okay? And 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 she's the only one who survived. And she fucking kept going. And she didn't give up. And I, yeah, I don't fucking... That's incredible. Praise be. Praise be under his eye. Oh, uh, <laughs> under yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking. That's yeah. a reference to a show. If you don't know it, figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you don't even know, <laughs> you don't even know. Figure it out. You're not cool. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain. Right. That's where she lived until the end of the war. Right. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. Okay. And this isn't the, it's not a fucking small wine cabinet. Like, she, like, I don't know, as long as she could put it in her back pocket. Like, it's crazy to me that she brought it. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. This is still this guy's eBay listing. Right. Just don't, okay, don't okay, forget. Okay, right. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. 
right? So he's okay, just... Okay, so now that's the first time any motherfucker yes. knows he heard, has heard about Dybbuk. He's just grabbed this wine box. Like, this is like cool. Just like cool, we would do. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd be like, babe, babe, babe. Oh my god, oh my god. I totally got this fucking oh cool thing for wine. Oh my god, buy this one. The nice and fucking toilet. Let's go to this fucking bank. <laughs> he said, she said, uh, he said. What did he said? He she said, said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said, I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said, a Dybbuk. And Kesslin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope you I, are. There's about to be a Dybbuk up in this household. I'm scared. I feel like you're fucking calling this thing out. Well, Yo, anybody know how to dispel Dybbuk's holler at us? No, but the other word is K-E-S-E-L-I-M. That was... Kesslin. It says Dybbuk and Kesslin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was giving it a list, but... The grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. I'm still reading this guy's eBay. Thing, right. Just so you right. know. I'm not reading a story. I'm reading this guy's e- eBay. The guy that bought thing. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. As we know, that didn't fucking happen. Right. Because this is at a fucking estate sale. Yeah. However, as such a request, with contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish Jewish burial, the grandmother's request was, you know, just ignored. Because they were Orthodox Jewish, and I guess you can't. I don't. I don't know the rules and regulations yeah, of that. I, guess I wouldn't you, know enough. I guess to... you can't be buried with shit. I don't fucking know. I asked the granddaughter what a dibic and Keslam were, but she did not know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it, as her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to do so. And regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. So he's like, do you want to open it? Like, we can open it. Let's open it. And she's like, fucking no. No fucking way, bro. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be a sentimental keepsake. So, you know, he's got this at this state cell. He's like having this whole interaction. Right. He's like, she's like making a thing out of it. And he's like, no, why don't you just keep it? Like, it seems like it's very sentimental. Why don't you just keep it? At that point, she was very insistent and said, no, you bought it. I explained that I didn't want my money back and that it would make me feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness, you know, to just to let her take it back, right? Just take it back. She then became somewhat upset. He said, looking back now, the way she became upset was just plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, you bought it, you made a deal. Oh, shit, there's some mysticism going on, bro. When I tried to speak, she yelled, We don't want it. She began to cry and asked me to leave and quickly walked away. He said, I wrote the whole episode off to the stress and grief she must have been experiencing. You know, from losing her grandmother. I took my purchases and I politely left. At the time, when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refurnishing business i took the cabinet to my store and put it in the basement workshop where i intended to refurnish it and give it as a gift to my mother 
Oh, fuck. Okay, so he's just like, all right, whatever. That was fucking weird. Those people are weird. I'm, I'm going to restore the shit out of this to make it look great. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. So he restored the thing. Got it looking fucking no, he, crispy. He said he was going to. He wanted uh. to restore it and give it to his mother as a gift. And he just, so so he took it to his shop and he put it in the basement. Okay. Right, right, right. He said, I didn't think anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and I went to run some errands, leaving uh, the young woman who did sales for me in charge. Okay. As you do. Yeah. So he's got a little, a young employee, whatever. After about a half an hour, I got a call on my cell phone. Got a call on my cell phone. Isn't that a microphone? Probably. No? Probably. <laughs> okay, anyway. On a long enough scale, I'm sure that's The easy. call was from my salesperson, so the woman, the young right. woman. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop, breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates and the it. emergency exit, and she couldn't get out. Uh, oh, fuck. As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery went dead. Jesus. I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop. Because when I arrived, I found the gates locked. I went inside. And these aren't like electronic gates. These are like right. key gates. They don't just lock. Right. You have to fucking lock yeah, them with a right, key. Right, 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 right. So very spooky. I went in, I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office sobbing hysterically. Oof. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. What? There had never been any animals kept or found in his shop. Really? Okay. The lights didn't work either. As I investigated, I'm still reading his eBay listing, right, so that's why when, review, I'm, yeah. when I'm saying it in first person, that's why I'm still saying it in first yeah, yeah. person. As I investigated, I found that the reason the lights didn't work also explained the sounds of glass breaking. All the light bulbs in the basement were broken. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets. And ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were laying shattered on the floor. Oh, fuck. I did not Those find... Those shattered like crazy, too. I did not find an intruder, however. I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have only been impossible for anyone to leave without meeting me head on. I went back up to speak with my salesperson, but she had already left. Sorry, I never read that kind of No, that's fucking crazy. I wasn't trying to read that, sorry, That's nuts. She never returned to work after having been with him for two years. Wow. This girl never returned. Jeez. That seems like something. And right? she refuses to discuss the incident to this day. Damn. That means it was real. Something happened. He says, I never thought of relating the in the events of that day to anything having to do with the cabinet. So he's still not thinking anything else. He's not even. So shit's just beginning then. And he says, then things got worse. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. Right. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. So he's not even, like, none of this is registering to him that it could even be related Yeah, it's just a freak accident. Because why would you? Right. Like that? Yeah, if you're, I mean, you yeah. don't buy into that stuff. Right. I mean. He says, I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism, 
When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It is very well made. And inside the cabinet, I found the following items. So, oh, our fuck. guy opened the cabinet. This seems like the beginning to a weird, scary movie that somebody needs well, to make. it's actually been made into a scary movie. But So, he found Spoilers. one 1928 U.S. wheat penny. One, this is inside of it. Sure. One 1925 U.S. wheat penny. One small lock of blonde hair bound with string. One small lock of black slash brown hair bound with string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. Oh, wow. Which he said, I've been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. One dried rosebud. One golden wine cup. One very strange black cast iron candlestick holder holder with octopus legs. Oh, that's the fucking ticket. That's what it is right there. That thing is He says, I saved all the items in a box intending to return them to the estate. The family has refused the items, so they will be included in the sale of the cabinet. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I cleaned it and rubbed in some lemon oil. It was at this time that I noticed that there was an inscription in Hebrew carved into the back of the cabinet. What? I have no idea what it says or if it is significant. I have included a picture of the inscription below. On my mother's birthday, October 28, 2001, my mother called to tell me that she was going out of town with my sister for three days, and we postponed celebrating her birthday together until she returned. Okay. On October 31st, 2001, hmm. Halloween, oh, fuck, just to point that out, pop off. my mother came... To my shop. We were going to have lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. So he, you know, oh, he knew shit. he was going to give it to her as a gift. And he's still just thinking, like, no worries. Oh, like, yeah, he's not He's not thinking any of this stuff has to do anything about the shit that's happening, right? That's crazy. I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight for more than five minutes. When one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. Oh, no. When I went back to see what was the matter, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. Oh, fucking, that's scary. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She could not. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. Ah. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. Ambulance. Aliens? Whose <laughs> podcast is this? They're taken to the hospital by ambulance. Ambulance. She ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing oh, her ability no. to speak and form words. He says in parentheses, she has since regained the ability to speak. So that's Oh, great. that's great. Yeah. She could understand things being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words that she wanted to say. When I asked her the following day... How she was doing, she teared up and spelled out the words N-O-G-I-F-T. What does that spell? N-O-G-I-F-T. No gift. <laughs> I just got the chills. I'm freaked out. Yeah. That's the first thing she fucking spelled after she had this stroke. All she could do was like signal letters. And you know the last thing he gave her was the fucking. It was a gift. And it was, it was the a wine cabinet. box, yeah. 
I assured her that I had given her a gift for her birthday, thinking that she didn't remember. But she became even more upset and spelled out the words nope. H A T E. How's that spell? Hate. G I F T. Hate. Gift. I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her I was sorry she didn't like the cabinet and that I would get her anything that she wanted if she would promise to get well soon. Still, I didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself or anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't think I ever even used the term paranormal until the last month. So this guy is just like, what the fuck? He's just, he doesn't believe in any of this. Yeah. And that's just him just giving his story. Like, I didn't even think about this being connected. I don't even believe in this shit. Like, yeah, what, what the, the fuck? Ah, okay. That's scary. And then he says, I'll try to make this short now. I gave the cabinet to my sister. She kept it for a week, then gave it back. She complained that she couldn't get the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open. Mm. There are no springs in the door mechanism, and I have never found that the doors come open. So, I mean, they shouldn't come open, whatever. I gave it to my brother and his wife, who kept it for three days, and then gave it back. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife insisted that it put out an odor of cat urine. His oh, mother said it. Fuck, yeah. Sound, yeah, there were those same smells. Whoa, he says, spooky. I gave it to my girlfriend who asked me to sell it. Why does he keep giving it away to me? I my- guess he just is like, this is cool. Somebody should take yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think anybody should. This is a really cool piece. Somebody yeah, should like take it. If the third person gave it back to you, you'd be like, this thing's kind of weird. But, you know, who knows? But he's not thinking of it in a paranormal right. way. He's like, it's not that they should put this in their kitchen. Right, yeah. So. I gave it to my girlfriend, who asked me to sell it for her after only two days. I sold it in the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting in the front doors with a note that read, This has a bad darkness. Fuck off. They returned the shit with a scary note? They were like, "Mm mm-mm, goodbye. No. He said, I had no idea what that meant. Anyway... I ended up taking it home. Okay. So this is this guy still talking, right? Right. Then He's still leaving the review. Things got worse. That's what he said. Oh my god. Since the day I brought it home, I began having a strange recurring nightmare. Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at some point in the dream. I find myself looking to the eyes of the person that I'm with. Mm. It is then that I realize that there's something different, something evil looking back at me. That's spooky. At that point in my dream, the person I'm with changes into what can only be described as the most gruesome, demonic-looking hag that I've ever seen. <sighs> the hag proceeds then to beat the living tar out of me. He wanted I- to say shit, though. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself. Scary. Where I've been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never related the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think that I ever would have. So all this, you know, he just thinks he's going through it. Yeah. Because why would you, I mean, yeah. It would take a long time for a rational person to get there. Like, it would be at the very end of your rope, I think. 
About a month ago, however, my sister and my brother and his wife came over to stay at my house and spent the night. Yeah. The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she had had a horrible nightmare. She said that she recalled having had it a couple times before and went on to descri- and went on to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. My oh. brother and his wife froze as they listened. And then chimed in that they had both had the exact same dreams during the night as well. Okay. So I guess she said, like, she had had it, and then he started telling his, and they were just like, what the fuck? That's the same fucking... That'd be the scariest thing ever, honestly. Yes. To have the like, same... Uh... I know. He said, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck and still is. As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was that each of us had had the nightmare... During the times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. I called my girlfriend and asked if she could recall having any nightmares recently. Apparently, she described the same nightmare, same hag, everything. When I asked her if she remembered the date when she had the nightmare, she said she did not. Then I asked if it had happened to be the night before she gave me the cabinet back to sell for her. And she said, yeah. Ah. How did you know that? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So since my family discussion, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. Yeah, I would think so. And I'm going to just skip a bit of the stuff that he says because it's very long-winded. And if you want to look it up, you can definitely find his eBay posting or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and skip through a little bit. He says... I would destroy this thing in a second, except I don't really have any understanding of what I may or not be dealing with. Mm. Right? So, like, half believes. I've been told that there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kinds of things and specifically look for these kinds of things. If you are one of these people, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do With a thing like this. Okay. He says, help me. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then, one more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease to my store was terminated without cause. So he's just adding that little note in. Wow. That's fucked up. And then there's just this under, like, extra, it comes back in, like an, almost like a comment on his own eBay, you Uh know, thing. All of the items that I originally found inside the cabinet are included in the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet. Okay. On June 12th, 03, at 2.15, the seller added the following information. There is no way that I can respond to all of the emails I've received since I put this thing online. I'll try now to update and answer the most common questions I've been receiving. So this is his response on his own post to all of the emails he's been receiving okay. about this cabinet. Okay. One, no, I am not religious. Two, no, I do not wish to have or participate in any sort of exorcism or case study or photo sessions at my home. Three, no, I will not sell any of the individual pieces which were originally found separate from the other pieces and the cabinet. Interesting. Four, no, I do not speak Hebrew, nor do I know what the word keslim, that's that one I spelled out, means. Uh-huh. 
I don't know that the word is even a Hebrew word. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Five. At the end of the auction, I have decided to take an opportunity to speak with the winning bidder for two reasons. A. To make sure that the winning bidder is a serious adult who has employed some valid reason, reasoning skills in making the decision to accept whatever this is. I will not be judgmental. Do whatever you want or need after the sale. B. To offer full details of the events that have transpired. After I have carried out those responsibilities and upon payment, I will have the cabinet and its contents delivered by U.S. Mail, FedEx, or UPS by the winning bidder. At that point, I will have no further involvement with the matter in any way, shape, or form, period. Number six. To all of you who have offered to pray, Mm -hmm. I may not be religious, but I am certainly open to the possibilities, no matter what your religion may be. Thank you. No, but I mean. Yeah. On June 14th, the seller added the following information. Here is another update for any for everyone following this listing. No, no, I will not circumvent or make any deals outside of eBay, even for more money than the final auction price. If you want to win the auction and have the kind of money some of you are offering, there shouldn't be any reason why you cannot simply place your bid in an open, honest fashion. I'm sure you can understand why I might be suspicious. Also, For those of you wanting to know if I am experiencing anything out of the ordinary, I thought everything was okay until I got home on Friday the 13th of June. Friday the 13th. Wait. Come on. And found that the fish in my freshwater aquarium, all 10 of them, were dead. I'm still hoping that all this is is a a coincidence. What is it? Coincidental. So this guy, you know, had it all on eBay and had right. the whole this whole spiel. That's really what I just read to you. And, and most I know, of this dialogue is... Has yeah, no, I'm sorry that. I was like reading, but I mean, it was very much just like him just being like this, 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 yeah. this, this, whatever. I'm like, you can believe him or you can't believe him. But that he was literally like going to eBay to be like, get rid of this fucking haunted yeah. thing he that he believes seem, is haunted. He didn't seem compelled to But it's to funny lie, because like, he could have just gone to eBay and been like this cool old wine box. Yeah. And just sold it, no worries. And said he was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to... super long disclaimer about Like, Mr. Abraham Lincoln over here was like, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to give you all of the facts. Yeah. Ugh. Wild ass. So, Losef Nets... I don't know how to say his name. You want to try it? Losef Netsky? Losef Netsky. Sure. He bought it in 2003. For the price of $140. Okay. I don't know if he got it from dude. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it might have circulated a little bit. I don't really know. But and... this guy is our next known guy to He's have. next dude. Almost immediately after buying the cabinet, he says electronics in his house would malfunction or stop working. Lights would turn on and off by themselves. Mm-hmm. And objects mm-hmm. would be misplaced or moved around. Even when no one else was around. That's what happens around here. Strange smells that would appear and disappear abruptly and blurry figures roaming around. Fuck it. He also claimed that his hair began to fall out and he had a sudden a sudden insect infestation in his home that came from seemingly nowhere. What the fuck? 
That's crazy. He too put the box up for sale on eBay and it was purchased by a university museum curator and collector of religious paraphernalia named Jason Haxton of Kirksville, Missouri. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So Haxton, he began to have health problems shortly after he got this fucking Divic box. The Divic. Such as um, inexplicable. Yes, I knew what I was going to say. Inexplicable welts, rashes, and hives on his body. Okay. Constant coughing, fatigue, a metallic taste in his mouth, persistent nasal problems, and even coughing up blood for no reason. Oh, no. So he's going through it. He's got a lot of problems. He also says that his home had frequent phantom scents of things such as jasmine and cat urine. Nah, what the Those fuck? are both things that have been Yeah, repeated elements, yeah. As up till early 2017, Haxton was still the owner and went to a Jewish rabbis and mystics to have rituals done on the box to try to seal in this whatever this fucking malicious yeah. spirit that they think it obtains. He then hid it away where it wouldn't bother anyone again and he you know it was to a point where it, he put it in a place where nobody knew where the fuck it was sure um in a past interview he said being the quote-unquote caretaker of the dibic box for almost seven years okay. so this guy had him for almost seven years and he's vetted it with the after he box. experienced all this shit he was like mm-mm, and like put it away he was like no 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 girl okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna push you away you gonna go away you going in the closet i'll go away I've experienced a range of thoughts and feelings about it and, and its effects. Each caretaker who has passed the Dybbuk box on reports both relief and loss. All regret losing control of it. Hmm. So it's like they, they all, it's like every person who's owned it has been like, doesn't want to get rid of it, but then but then feels like a loss when they do get rid of it. Weird. Which is really weird. I decided not not to act in haste. And get rid of it like my predecessors. Instead, I've worked with scientists. What's that word? Kabbalists. Uh, these are the people that do like Kabbalists. Kabbalists? Yeah, it's like a... So I work with scientists, like a, Kabbalists, Wiccans, and those in the paranormal. religions, yeah. yeah. And those in the paranormal to diffuse the energy and put the artifact in a rest state. I don't know. For the past several years, I've sealed it within an acacia it's a wood, wood box, arc. Lined in 24 karat gold. Damn. It has indeed calmed its effects. That's crazy. So, as of March of 2017, my boy Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans. He's not really my boy. But from Ghost, Adventure, uh, Ghost uh -huh. Adventures. Sure. What's up? Shout outs. Um, apparently... I've read multiple things. I've read that he bought it, and I've read that he was it was donated to him. Mm -hmm. The Dibbit box. Or, oh, shit. Yeah, because he has um, a haunted museum in Las Vegas now. And so he apparently plans to show it in his haunted museum in, in Las Vegas. Museum. But apparently he will not display it opened, obviously, because... So it, it will only be displayed closed. Ah. And as I've read, he's genuinely too terrified to, you know, have it open. And that he'll have to be 18... Or older and sign a waiver just to see it. I bet. After all that, I, I would believe it. I, I would think so, yeah. He's 
And it's just crazy. I'm, oh my God, I can't, I really want to go to this fucking museum. Yeah, let's Because go. I really want to go to see all the artifacts. Yeah. I can't talk shit because I have friends who are friends with him, so I can't. Oh, I can't. but I would I could love ask to go. Them. Yeah, it'd be great, yeah. I could ask, I guess I could, I could ask them if, no, so I'm friends with people. I'm friends with the friends who, well, I guess I'm friends with Aaron Goodwin as well, who is part of Ghost Adventures and... I need to ask them and make sure, see if they still own that. Yeah. Or if Zach still has that. And I would just freaking love to go see it. And that's my jam. I would freaking, die. oh my God. Like, I yeah, would so we'll love to go. Yeah, we'll go and we'll podcast the whole see thing. See all of that. And we will, yeah, if we ever get to go, we yeah. will get to interview Zach and that'd be, that'd be cool. talk about yeah. it or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. I think whatever. It'd be, or whatever. I think it'd be awesome. We'll see. But... Yeah, I mean, I just think that that whole thing is so freaking crazy. Spooky, with this yeah, one box. And there's, like, there's so many more stories that I didn't even begin to touch on. About because, that Dybbuk box. Mainly because, like, this one guy's eBay story was just the most intriguing to me. Like, yeah, it's I knew, very... I mean, he he's the guy who bought it, and he's the guy who, like, had all these experiences. Yeah. And he wrote this whole thing. I just felt, I, I genuinely felt like, his eBay description was him literally being like, this happened. Yeah, Please like his buy testimonial. From yeah, and it wasn't like he was like, he could have described it as this really cool old wine box, buy it from me. But he described it as like, no, it's this thing. These and are this, all the all this shit. happened. Yeah. yeah. He was honest, which is cool. Because like, you don't really experience that with all of that stuff. It's not like... You're like, oh, hi, this is my house. It's for sure. sale. Yeah. Seven people were murdered here. Um, this all happened. This is what you may experience. Their ghosts still live here. Would you like to buy it? Right, I mean, yeah. that's what he really, he really just Put it gave all it all there, up. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's really bold and Yeah, like, it's really inter- it's brave an interesting take on it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I don't know. It's just, and I felt like it fit because it was a wine Box, yeah, box, of course. Wine, yeah, it's really cool. And I love creepy shit, and so it was really interesting. That was a really great story, baby. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we can go see it one day. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That we would could be go awesome. see it. Yeah. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We love you guys. Um, if you like what you hear, please, please, please go find us on... Just, you know, follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Review yeah. us. Subscribe Subscribe to us. Give us a comment. Leave us a review. I know it seems like obnoxious and too much, but it's... I prom. You can literally just put a star and say... You can just give us emoji. It really doesn't matter. You don't have to give a long thing. But if you like us, it really helps. And it's what keeps podcasts going. It's what's going to maybe get our podcast to yeah. a level where we can really, you know, take off. And we hope that we can do that. As well as feel free to go to our website and listen to our episodes there. If you don't have sure. iTunes, if you don't have iPhone, you can definitely listen to all of our episodes on our website, which is We Drink and We Know Things. Dot com. And we're working on trying to get on some other platforms. Yeah. We're hoping to, yeah, really spread ourselves out to where we can, just, you know, have more listeners on different platforms where you just don't have to have an iPhone or just only be on iTunes. But iTunes is really the hub for 
podcast right now and it would just be so awesome if you could just give us some love yeah so thank you all so much this is we drink and we know things we love you guys thanks a lot thanks so much bye bye